Steve Van Epps. Welcome to the Camera Booker Podcast, Above and Beyond. This podcast um, is designed to interview former military officers who have successfully transitioned into corporate America and are making an impact in the business world. So today I interviewed David Cook. David is a former United States Marine Corps communications officer, spent uh, six years in the Marine Corps managing IT projects and uh, managing IT uh, Marines in, uh, in his time in the military. And so when he transitioned, he transitioned to Godiva, which is a consumer company, primarily chocolate company, uh, doing IT project management. And he's been there now for going on four years. And so what we do in this episode is, you know, get into the nitty gritty of, you know, what does an IT project manager do specifically at Godiva? But it's interesting, the conversation really kind of vectors toward people more than anything. So we start talking about um, leading and interacting with people, in David's case, that he doesn't have a lot of authority over, really team members and more of a cross-functional piece. But we also dig into his interaction in working with other former JMOs that he works side-by-side -side with and some of the initiatives that they've begun to create to um, foster more of a culture where military um, members, former military members transition into their organization and make an immediate impact. And as a matter of fact, in a, in a future episode, I'm going to bring David back on and we're going to bring two of his co-workers, um, former officers that Camera Brooks has also helped placed, um, Zach Boguslowski and Craig Miller. And we four are going to get on the phone and uh, and have a dialogue about what they're up to um, at Godiva, all three of them together and some of those initiatives. We also, at the end of the conversation, we also talk about um, a mentorship that he's, uh, relationship that he's involved with right now. And he called it a re reverse mentorship relationship in that what Godiva is doing is they're taking um, some junior leaders and linking them up with senior leaders in the organization and, 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 you know, the purpose is for the junior leaders to start to impart some of their some of their experiences, some of their young experiences and, and helping more senior leaders appreciate kind of where they're coming from, from mostly from a general generational perspective, but also from an experience perspective. So I think that's a pretty interesting concept. And uh, David shares a little bit more about that in the podcast. So. Um, if you want to learn more about Cameron Brooks, you can find us in a few different places. You can go to our website, Cameron-Brooks.com. You can pick up a copy of PCS to Corporate America on Amazon. Um, we've got social media presence on just about every social media feed. So I'd encourage you, if you're a, former, or if you're a junior military officer, uh, want to know more about who we are, what we do, and how we help military officers transition, I encourage you to check us out online or, or uh, read PCS. Um, Okay, so enough about that. Let's get on to the episode. Here's David. Thanks. Hey, David. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. Good morning. I'm I'm morning. happy to be on uh, with you this morning. Excellent, excellent. All right. So, um, with all of these, it's always good to tell us and just kind of start start the podcast out. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. So maybe share with us uh, a little bit about your military background. What did you do in the Marine Corps, and when did you transition? And then we'll kind of jump into the next dialogue about uh, your transition to to Godiva. Yeah, yeah perfect. So uh, to kind of sum my career up in the Marine Corps uh, was 2007. 
uh, I want to say it's probably 10 days after I graduated college, I reported to uh, Officer Candidate School, did well there, transitioned immediately um, in 2008 to uh, the basic school, did six months of training. That's where I learned, you know, the craft of being a Marine Corps officer. Um, after that, I was assigned my, uh, my, my career for the next, for the, for the foreseeable future, and I chose the, the good world of um, IT telecommunications. Um, I was a commo. Then uh, I reported to my first duty station in June of 2009. I got a station over in uh, on Jacksonville, North Carolina, Camp Lejeune. I spent uh, a good year and a half uh, as the uh, uh, logistical regiment uh, communication officer where you know, my, my first my first duty station, I had a little of about 75 Marines. So it was uh, it was a shocker showing up, you know, very green and new. And and I have 75 people looking at me, you know, you know, asking me what the plan is. So uh, I had definitely a good time there. I was able to uh, transition down to a logistical battalion, which I deployed um, in uh, 2010 September timeframe. Uh, did a complete deployment in Helmand Province, Afghanistan, did really well there. Upon arriving back in the States, I went back to my original unit for a little bit. Then I got a promotion up to be the, um, the G6 logistics, sorry, the G6 IT operations officer. So it was a, it was, it was a good step up in, in my career. Definitely feel, I, was, I was able to fill a, a position more senior than me. I was a very junior, junior uh, captain at the time, and this position was uh, more suited for a, a major or lieutenant colonel. But uh, I did well. And, um, Right about that time, so I spent two years as the as the operations officer, and that's when, you know, I you know I started a family, you know, I got married, and I started thinking about what my future was going to be, and so um, that's when I decided to uh, to make my transition, and I you know happened to uh, you know be I was I was actually moving into base housing about a year before I transitioned, and and the gentleman that was. Uh, uh, I was moving into his his existing home and he was getting out and I just happened to ask him I was like you know hey you getting out and I was like who did you you know did you get a good job and did you who did you work with and he's like there's this company called Cameron Brooks and and you know they they specialize in in, in placing the junior military officers and I was like oh really and I just went on Google looked up Cameron Brooks and you know I, I made the first phone call and actually I think the first person I talked to was uh, actually Pete and so uh, and the rest is history. Yeah, but, uh, that's right. Yeah. I, that's right. The first time we spoke, and I, I went through and read some of that. I wanted to, I wanted to read some of our past conversations. And in, uh, back in May of thirteen, we were having a dialogue, and you said to me, and I even put it in quotes in my notes. I, you said, "Pete, you can count on me. I'm a sure bet." Those were your words. I'm a sure <laughs> bet. And yeah, well, uh, it, it's sure enough. Yeah, it was. It was one of those things. I know some people. Uh, I know some guys I've talked to in the past. They when they were deciding to get out, they were they were really on the defense. But once I I sat and I, I made a you know I made a calculated decision, you know I, I I decided and I just I just went for it. You know went went all in and um it it definitely worked out for me for sure. Yeah, yeah. That guy by the way, who you whose house that was that that was Mike Mulvaney. We he's Mike, been, Mike Mulvaney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. We've, he's we're, been back to a few conferences now. You still oh, you really? still talk to Mike? I, we we are LinkedIn uh, linked up uh -huh. on LinkedIn. But as okay. you said, I know he's at Boston, um, um, Boston Scientific originally. Yeah, so I'm he, not sure where he is now. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, we've seen him. He's come back to the conference a few times to recruit. So, uh, okay. so 
such a good guy. Yeah, which is, um, you know, I, I know I was, I was blessed to come to a conference uh, as well when I hired right. actually one of my, my peers. Uh, so uh, That's right. it, it's definitely fun. It's definitely it's fun going through the process, and I think it's even more coming back and, and getting to see the other side of, uh, of the process. So, yeah, less stressful uh, you know, for sure. <laughs> exactly. You get a lot more sleep, less stressful, and uh, yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit. So you you attended a Cameron Brooks conference in November of 2013. So you you started work right. probably late December, early January. Tell us a little bit about um, why you made the decision to go to Godiva. First of all, give us a little bit of info about your company. What do you guys do? What are you focused on? And then when you made the decision, I mean, you had choices, David. So why did you ultimately choose Godiva? Yeah, so uh, to, to, to answer the first part of your question, you know, who is Godiva? Um, I'm pretty sure, you know, whoever's listening to this, you've, you've heard of, you've eaten chocolate. You know, I would say almost bet that everyone's had chocolate. But uh, there's this little, you know, luxury niche chocolate company called Godiva, which is, you know, fairly well known in, in the U.S. It's very well known. In, in in Belgium and and the European uh, our European uh, companies and then um also we, we were growing um you know heavily in in our Asia market but uh Godiva's is a we're a luxury uh retail we have our e-commerce company we do duty free business we do a, a, a FDM which is food drug mass so we we have Godiva product in almost every sales channel uh, imaginable, but uh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a great company. We're we're headquartered out of New York. We also have uh, one of our main um, corporate offices in Pennsylvania. That's where I currently work. Uh, we have uh, Godiva has two factories. We have a, a factory which is actually ten minutes from our corporate office in in Pennsylvania, up in Exton, Pennsylvania, and we also have a, a production uh, facility in um in brussels belgium so that's we have two factories so we're not a a humongous uh, a humongous company um you know we we were right around uh right around right shy of about a billion dollar company but which is you know not not a not a small number in in its own (laughs) right right, but uh i would consider us a a small we're on the medium to small uh size for retailers and why it's perfect it's perfect for us and what made you, you know, I, I, I remember you having choices, right, being able to decide, you know, multiple offers. That's probably a better way to say that, of where you could go work. What what was the ultimate um, um, criteria that helped you make that decision? You know, believe it or not, um, you know, I didn't really care too much about location. I didn't really care. Um, you know, I care a lot about the – you know, the company or its reputation or its brand, but it was the field. And so, you know, I, I did, I, I want to say I had right around 12 or 14 different companies and Godiva was one of the only companies that I had was that it was strictly um, uh, an IT position, which is, you know, I did, I did IT in, in the Marine Corps. I, I, I wasn't formally trained in IT because I was, a, I was a history major. I was actually going to school to be a, a teacher, but it was in IT. So I had some experience. And I knew that in, you know, in corporate America, you know, IT is, is becoming, you know, a catalyst for every industry, every, you know, from sales to marketing to supply chain, IT exists. And so I knew there would be a, a tremendous opportunity to come in, make an impact and grow and, you know, basically open up a, a, a lot more doors uh, for my career. So I think the first thing was that it was an IT. It was something I love 
that I loved and I was passionate about. And then, it, you know, obviously it was Godiva. I was like, it's a, it's a chocolate company. <laughs> you know, I, I, got, I go from, you know, digging holes and, and sleeping in a hole to, you know, working for a luxury chocolate retailer manufacturer. So right. I was like, so the, the allure of that was, was pretty cool. And then right. uh, lastly, the location was nice. You know, it was close to, uh, it was close to family. Um, you know, it, it, it just happened to be a, it happened to be a perfect fit, but I, w- yeah. I would say that I had, I had great other opportunities that, sure. you know, I really had to, uh, put a lot of thought into my decision, but Godiva is where I went and I've been there for almost four years now and I love, uh, I've loved every minute of it. Now you are an IT project manager and, and it's interesting. Um, sometimes I talk to military officers and you know, I say, you know, I ask the question, what are you, what are you interested in? What type of functional work do you want to do? And a lot of times, I'll hear the words project management. Um, mm-hmm. I think there are some misconceptions about that that functional or, or that that function and what goes on as a project manager. I think on the big picture, we can all say, okay, yeah, I manage projects. But what yeah. does an IT project manager do? What do you do? So yeah, and like to 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 go off of what you just said, there is a there's a big misconception of uh, of a uh, you ha- you have project managers. I believe everyone that works in any industry at the manager level, we're in some way or you know form we're all project managers. We might just manage projects on a smaller scale, but as a as a formally trained project manager that has you know I, I when I got out of uh out of the military, I, I immediately went and got my uh my PMP certification, utilizing one of the actual Cameron Brooks uh, uh, resources, the uh, was it the uh, the Syracuse program. I was able to get that. But um, an IT project manager is someone who has the ability to take a project from end to end, not just execution, which typically you know in the, in the military you'll, you'll typically be assigned you know a mission and you start the planning process and then you execute. But in, in IT project management at, at the Godiva, you start well before, um, you know, you even contact a vendor or you resource anything. So that whole end-to-end, you know, project management process, um, that's something that you, 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 you know, you own it. You own it from, um, from beginning to end. Um, and it's your, it's your job to, it's not your job to, to do the work. Uh, I would say there is, there are opportunities for a project manager to actually get down there and actually conduct tasks, but you're managing resources, you're managing people. And I think the biggest thing is that you're managing people who don't report to you. And it, it can be very challenging sometimes um, because, you know, most folks, they have a daily, oper- you know, an operations uh, position where they're doing work for, um, for the business and then having to, um, have them carve up time to dedicate to your project and to your, uh, you know, your initiative. It, it can be challenging, but um, it, it's it's a great it's a great field to be in. Uh, like I said, we're all project managers uh, in one form or fashion, but um, official project managers who work in this field, you know, are typically formally trained, have that full understanding of the the project management process. Can you share with us? Um, you know, maybe one of the most complex projects that you've led from end to end. Can you give us just a little bit of perspective on on what that might look like? Yeah. So, uh, well, this one it, it wasn't end to end, but it, it it was very complex. So it was, and it's actually the one one of most my most difficult projects, and it was my very first project at Godiva. I want to say it was the reason that they came to Cameron Brooks to hire me because they needed someone to come in and, 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 and fix what has already been broken. So, uh, you know, I showed up at Godiva and the first project I was given was, uh, 
uh, we had to basically strip out um, all of our networks of, of our boutiques. And we, at the time, we had right around 200 stores. And we had to install new networks because we were on existing, um, like DSL circuits, very slow. We wanted to move to a, a higher broadband uh, circuit for our stores so that we can install more uh, different equipment, different point of sale, um, different routers for Wi-Fi and things like that. So, but I was thrown into the project, you know, during execution. And the the per the project manager before uh, before me um, kept like zero record of, of anything that has gone on with the project. Um, you know, I, I had no, you know, I had no idea, you know, what was completed, what was not, what was late. And so, um, you know, for the first couple of months, I, I had to, you know, sit down and conduct a lot of meetings, a lot of digging. Um, finally, you know, I was able to uh, at least figure out where the project was and then put in a plan to, to finish it. And, um, you know, the project, it finished late, obviously, um, that's, you know, obviously no fault to my own, but uh, I, was, I definitely saved the, the business a, a lot of money by, uh, by coming in and just, um, you know, knowing that I had to get the project done. I, I knew that, you know, there's a lot of uncertainties, a lot of questions, but uh, just using common sense and, and, just, uh, and just talking to people, talking with people and just keeping good, good records of, of a conversation and notes is, uh, is mm -hmm. something I learned a long time ago in the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. is, uh, is, 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 you know, plan well and the execution will go, go as, as best as, as it can. But, you know, that's something that you don't really have much control over. And what, uh, what, kind, of, what kind of work, what projects are you working on now? So right now I have, you know, three relatively big projects. So the, one, the biggest one is uh, we're in the process of migrating our, our data center. And in, 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 in corporate America, especially if you're not an IT company, um, most companies will outsource their, um, the hosting of their, their, their infrastructure. And so um, we were with a, a vendor for the past, I want to say, five or six years um, due to, you know, you know, there's a bunch of different reasons. We've decided to, uh, to move all of our data to a, um, a, a data center in, in the UK, and it's a, it's a company-owned data center. So... Uh, it's very challenging, um, you know, on, I guess, you know, from the outside looking in, it doesn't seem very difficult to say, to pick up your data, move it here, connect it. No, but it's a, it's a very complicated process. You're, you're, you're dealing with, you know, you know, production data, which is, you know, very sensitive. You know, a lot of these systems can't, can't take any type of outage. And so uh, a lot of planning has to occur. Um, with that one, I also have a, uh, a retail infrastructure project. Um, I'm currently refitting all of our payment systems in our stores to okay. the new um, EMV um, devices. I'm pretty sure everyone is uh, listening to this is is uh, is uh, uh, um, know about the push to implement different credit card um, um, capabilities. So they're getting rid of the magnetic stripe on the back of credit cards and implementing the uh, EMV chip card. And so um, I am I'm leading that effort for Godiva is, is is putting those systems in place, which is it, it's a difficult project as well. And the the third one that I'm I'm actively working on is we're opening a new office in uh, New York, and so uh, I've been put in charge of installing, of ordering, installing, and managing uh, the the entire installation for the IT suite, wow. to include you know you know phones, you know your servers and. Um, you know your VPCs and things like that. So I got to definitely have a full plate, but uh, it, it's sure. challenging, but it's fun, and you know I enjoy coming every day and, and working on them. Yeah, let me ask you a little bit about your um, 
you know, life outside of the Marine Corps. It's been, you know, going on four years since mm-hmm. you've uh, since you've been at Godiva. What do you think is the thing that, you know, maybe what what has surprised you most about life outside of the Marine Corps? You know, some stark contrast between your yeah. experience in the military and outside of the military. Yeah, I, I would say the the one thing that surprised me the most was you know, how little much I changed, you know, you know, I, I spent seven years building myself to, to, you know, up to be the man that I am. And, and just because I was changing careers, I, I told myself, I don't have to change who I am. You can still be who you are and be successful. You know, understandably, um, you know, I knew that there, were, you know, certain, um, pro, you know, the ways that I dealt with people and ways that I, you know, did business had to change because it was a different type of industry. But, you know, believe it or not, little has changed. And I, I would say, you know, I've been four years out and, um, you know, I still get up every morning, 6 a.m. I go to, I go work out, I, you know, drink my coffee and um, it, it's been relatively easy. My family has been very supportive, um, you know, over the past four years of and throughout my transition. And so, uh, you know, it was very seamless, but yeah. um, for, for some folks, it, it might not be that way, but just, I think, you know, the best advice I can give is, is, is know who you are, you know, don't, you know, if you've been successful so far, and, and, and if you're going through a Canberra Brooks conference, we already know you are successful, so, you know, be yourself, and, you know, understandably, you know, you have to adjust to cultures, and, and, and every company has their own culture, but, you know, find 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 a way to fit in, but don't lose yourself because that's very important. That's the reason why that company hired you in the first place is for who you are, and they don't want to change. They don't want you to change that. Do you think that? And, and this this may sound like a weird question. Do you think that the culture of Godiva is different than the culture of the Marine Corps? Again, I know how weird that sounds, but maybe you, or maybe a better question would be: Can you contrast those two cultures a little bit? Yeah, I would say, yeah, like, they are completely, you know, they're two different, they're on the, you know, different end of the spectrum as far as, you know, what they do, but at the end of the day, you know, just like I was in the Marine Corps, I had a platoon, I, you know, I had, you know, I had a company, um, you have your, you know, the people that you work with, we're all a team, we're all there to to do our job, to accomplish whatever the goals of, of your department or company is. And those things are, are just alike. They're, they're people just like, you know, your soldiers or your Marines or your sailors. And they're there um, and they want to do good well just as how you want to do well. So those things are, are alike. But um, and, but from a culture standpoint, I, I would say it's, it's a lot more relaxed, which is, uh, uh, you know, it could be a good thing or a bad thing. But in my in my case, you know, I love it. I love the 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 the, the way that everyone is very laid back, but they're not lazy. You know, and people people are laid back, but they're they're there to do work. Um, but they don't take things as seriously, like you know, in the services where you know your haircut matters and your you know your clothes matter. You know, and and to an extent that does matter in corporate America, but. You know, if you want to grow your beard out, if you want to grow your hair out, none of that stuff matters. Every, what matters is your performance, yeah. just like in the Marine Corps. So, yeah. you know, you, you just you, you, some of those those things that you, you don't have to follow anymore. But, um, you know, it, it took it took me yeah. two years to finally, you know, get rid of the uh, the medium reg haircut I, I was getting for the past <laughs> six years. Gotcha. So you can grow your hair out, but I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, it's it's all about people. It's all about performance, it's, it's, and it's all about getting exactly. the job done. 
exactly. That's all that, and that's all that matters, you know. I like that. Um, now, you work with uh, a couple of guys that I know as well, Craig Miller and uh, yeah. Zach Boguslawski. So tell me, you and I chatted yesterday for a moment about what you guys are working on. And I don't want to go too far down this road because we agreed that we were going to we four, you, me, Craig, and Zach, we're going to meet on the phone here in a couple of weeks and, and record a session where you guys go a little deeper into what you're up to. But uh, mm-hmm. share with me a little bit about your interaction with them and what you guys are talking about right now. Yeah, so like you mentioned, uh, you know, there's two gentlemen that work for Godiva, um, Craig Miller, Zach Boguslawski. Craig Miller is actually, he was a uh, a ranger served in the Army. He he was actually at Godiva, I want to say, five months prior to IRO. And we actually worked, we, initially we worked in the same department. He he, he was originally in, in IT, but he has since moved to finance. Um, and then Zach Bogosanzo, we, we actually were peers. And so I actually went to the conference uh, that hired Zach, and I was actually, um, you know, able to, you know, interview him and, and, and see that, that, that part of the, the business. But uh yeah, so we, we, you know, you know, Godiva is a small company, and you know, we only currently we have three JMOs, uh, myself and Craig and Zach. Uh, we also recently just hired some JMOs um, for a sister company of Godiva. But uh, yeah, ever since we we've been um, we've been at Godiva, we've we've always been close, you know. And you're gonna see that when you go to a company that that um, has prior JMOs or they've, they've been to previous conferences, you're automatically going to click with those guys. And, and I would say, I would recommend the first thing you do is go find those people. Seek them out because they're the ones that you're going to be able to relate to initially and be able to gather, uh, you know, great, great information, uh, you know, to get you started. So, uh, um, but yeah, we've, we've been, we're best of friends, you know, myself and Craig, we, we work out every single morning, Zach, you know, I work uh, a desk away from him. And a lot of times, a lot of the projects that I'm working on involve him and it involves Craig as well. But, uh, you know, we're definitely, uh, you know, advocating for, for the hiring of, of additional JMOs because, it, it only it only increases uh you know the leadership and, and productivity in our offices getting those type of those caliber of, of leaders um in the business but uh you know uh, you know I love working with those guys and I'm ho- and I'm hoping in the next you know year or two to bring on a one or two more yeah it's interesting uh, you're in the marine corps Craig's from the army Zach is from the mm-hmm. navy and really you've all come from different not only different services but but really different different backgrounds within the service but uh but you've been able to take your experience your more than anything you know i i think you were the only one with uh, you know pure it leadership experience if i remember mm-hmm. correctly zach was in an aircraft and craig was exactly you know in the in the uh, I yeah, think craig was, was, a, craig was an mp oh mp okay that's right yeah and um, zach was uh, an fo yeah yeah but so be up to so so to take the leadership from, you know, completely different services. And, and I think that's one of the beauties of what I get to see day in and day out is, you know, when, when you came to the conference, you said you were attracted to Godiva because the IT piece. Um, I, I don't imagine Zach and Craig, and I guess I'll have a chance to ask him when we meet, but I don't imagine they were necessarily thinking, you know, I'm going to use all my military IT background. But but more than anything, you guys have, you know, Godiva has tapped into this strong leadership potential and put some key people in some key leadership roles, and you guys are moving along well in the company, which is very exciting. Yeah, and, and I think you, you hit the nail on the head is, um, you know, when we, especially when I, because I, I was a part of the hiring process for Zach, and 
yes, it was a it was a project manager position. Yes, it was in IT, but you know, we weren't necessarily looking for someone who had a strong technical background in IT. We needed leaders and we needed managers. We needed people who who have the ability, obviously you have to learn the industry, you have to learn your craft. Sure. But um, from day one, you know, that's not what we were looking for. We need we need someone to come in and make an impact. We don't care about your formal you know, training, the you know, certifications or anything like that. And I know, I know that's the case for a, a, a lot of the different companies that come to conferences is they want leaders. And if you're, if you, you know, a logistics officer, if you're a supply officer, if you're an adjutant and, you know, you find a company that, 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 that feels good, but the position is something that you're not interested in, or you don't think that you have the expertise to do well in, Throw that out the windows because your leadership is why you're at a conference. The leadership matters the most in corporate America and 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 businesses. That's that's something that's an intangible. That's something that you can't you aren't born with. You have to learn it over time. Um, and so and, and a lot of people lack lack that. And you will see that when you go to your companies is. Uh, as far as from a lead, yeah, there's very smart people, and they and they know they they probably know more than you'll ever know. But you have a, a certain characteristic that that enables them to to work smarter, work harder, and to to be more productive. And so, um, you know, that's what they're looking for. And so, don't don't ever shy away from an opportunity because you don't think you have the the experience or the background. Such a well stated point, and it's something that we talk a lot about. I mean, that that's the whole thing about it. If you think about it, I mean, when I made my transition, I was. I went into a sales role with Johnson & Johnson where I was sell, selling medical devices to surgeons in the operating room. Mm-hmm. Before making that transition, I didn't you know, I, I didn't ever take an anatomy class. I, I hadn't even been in the OR before, in, like in my life. I was a field artillery officer in the Army. And so I like to use points like that to say, you know, the whole thing about it, just to put an exclamation point on your great point, is that these companies – are looking for, you know, putting people in roles that are typically industry experienced. And hopefully you'll agree with this, David, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, everyone else that Godiva is hiring is an industry experienced IT project manager. And, and then, you know, they come along and they hire guys like David and Zach who, who yeah. don't come from the industry but, but have that, as you said, intangible leadership ability to really make an impact and a difference. Have you seen yeah. that? I mean, tell me a little bit about that impact and difference that you guys are making. You know, is there a buzz right now about uh, about you know this you know handful of JMOs that are in your company? Yeah, that, that's it's, it's a great a great topic that you brought up. But uh, you know, and and, and you know, most, some some people most people that are listening to this you know have have been either researching you know corporate America, researching business, or researching. Um, you know, different companies or different opportunities, but there's a there's a big push right now, and believe it or not, because with the millennial um, culture, and because you know, I, I was I, I'm I'm thinking within the next five or ten years, we will represent the majority of uh, of all uh, consumer business, um, the millennial culture. So as a JMO, you know, a, a lot of upper execs, a lot of VPs, a lot of directors, you know, they're they're, they're, they come from a different generation, so they're you know typically they're a lot older. You know, I would say they're in the the age group of which you'll see like field grade uh, generals or would be in you know 40 to 50 years old. And a lot of times they don't have the 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 experience 
I would say, or the experience, or had the opportunity to experience some of the things that, uh, you know, a junior military officer has experienced. So, you know, typically we're very tech savvy. You know, you know, I know I was, and especially in, in the Marine Corps, that we use we use technology for everything. You know, uh, so we're very tech savvy. We know how to deal with with very you know varying personalities. And so, you know, I know for Zach and I and Craig, we're, um, it was Zach and I, we're, we're part of, they, they brought us in to be a part of this program called a, a reverse mentoring program, but they paired, they paired myself and Zach, and there's a few other folks that are participating in the program with these, these upper level, you know, directors and executives, and, and they, they actually want us to mentor them and mentor, you know, and train them and teach them, you know, what, you know, new technologies, new ways of working, because that's something that, you know, as in, in my generation and in, in, um, in, in my age group, we're very good at, we're very good at communicating. You know, yeah. we might not be very good at writing and reading, you know, like the, our previous <laughs> generations, but, you know, if you need to get a message to someone very fast, we're very good at that. And, um, and that's something that they value. And um, so I'm, I'm excited to, you know, you know, teach other people, you know, you know, how, how, how I work and how I've been trained um, coming up in, you know, in, school in the Marine Corps. So. Now, I know that it's a, it's a reverse mentoring thing, so you're able to, to, you know, weigh in and lean in a little bit on some senior level leadership in your company. Mm -hmm. Have, has there been some reciprocity? Have you been able to glean, or maybe you can share with us like the one, perhaps the one big thing lately that you've received in, you know, a traditional mentorship. I mean, if it's, if you're meeting with someone, I'm sure you're taking things away as well as giving. And so what are you, mm -hmm. What are you taking away right now from perhaps one of your one of your mentor relationships? So, uh, that's, that's that's a very good question, and um, I'll I'll say the biggest thing that I'm taking away is is um is knowledge outside of my outside of my department outside of my field of study because one thing about that this program is they paired us with an executive um, from a different you know part of the business, and so I actually got paired up with the. Uh, uh, she's the uh, the head of marketing for for Godiva. I'm a IT project manager. You'll think you know you know we have you know very little in common. We have very little interaction with each other. But um, you know my my goal and 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 throughout my career is I want to grow. And and to grow you have to learn you know the ins and outs of your business or whatever company you work for. So this opportunity it, it provided me a very a very good platform to. To you know, soak in, soak in some some information, some knowledge about the you know the, another realm of the business that I have no idea. But at the same time, offering um, my expertise about what I do to help that person as well. So uh, you know, and that's 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 mostly what I've been doing and, and learning is is that I want to learn the the complete business, and so that I you know when the opportunity comes for me to transition to a you know a director level or even you know, possibly one day being a, a CIO or a CTO of of, of my company, I'll, I'll be ready for that. You know, it's it's interesting because I uh, I I talk a lot about that to, with military officers. You know, in the military, at least in my experience, and and a, a lot of what I've seen others, we don't do a good job of going across an organization. You know, if you're a if you're a commo guy in the Marine Corps or a field artillery officer in the Army. You know, we, we typically don't go, you know, outside of our branch or outside of our unit to seek out. And, and, and I, you know, we probably don't do that because it, it doesn't necessarily benefit what we're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. But but I talk about this all the time is building a professional network. And that's exactly what you're doing. And it sounds like it's very 
it's a little bit more formal and sponsored in your company, which I think is great. It's a fantastic thing. But for those listening that perhaps don't have that infrastructure, like really latch on to what David is saying in that make an effort to find, build, make professional relationships outside of your silo. Like right now, this minute, and I know silo tends to have a negative connotation, but right now David's in a in a more of an IT function, right? But he, outside of his style, he's going straight to something unrelated to someone in marketing and just saying, hey, I want to I want to build a relationship with you. I want to understand your, your profession or your part of the business. I want to understand your professional career and how you got to where you are. And th- these yeah. relationships and these partnerships are so beneficial and impactful. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we think, well, I don't want to do that. You know, I feel uncomfortable or I don't want to, I don't want it to appear like I'm, you know, kissing up or whatever it might be, but but in business, this is an acceptable and and for, in my opinion, for a development candidate, a required practice. It is required, and so one, I applaud you for doing that. Two, keep it up, and and you know, I would even say find find someone else. You know, keep the mentor the partnership going with this person in marketing, but you know, maybe you go to supply chain, maybe you go to production. Some some other function I, it's just such a you're, good idea you're, you're 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 absolutely right it's 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 so valuable for for you to to do that branch out of your of your department branch out from from what you do and and, and go and go find those people because like like i don't know if i mentioned it early but you are um you know your brand should be protected you should you know when right. people you know think they say your name they, you know, they should think things like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. He came right. to talk to me. Right. You know, about, you know, so, yeah, do do those type of things. Build your network because you never know what opportunity is laying out there mm-hmm. that just because you, you know, you, you have a relationship with this one person, you would have never found out about it. And so, uh, um, you know, it's 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 only going to benefit you. You know, make, make as many friends as you can, you know, get to know people and network with people, you know, utilize the, the technology, the tools, LinkedIn. Um, you know, listen to these podcasts. They're they're valuable. You you know, you're getting free. You're getting free information that is gonna you know make a, a positive impact on your life. So I, I definitely recommend it. It's the truth. I uh, we talk a lot about you know the two the the two functions that development candidates should focus most on or a lot on at least is is performance. And you talked about this earlier in the me- in our meeting here is is really delivering results focused on performance. But the other thing is building a professional network. And again, that's something that in the military, we're, we're not as used to doing, we're not as accustomed, it's not quite as expected. Mm-hmm. And frankly, in, in your job, David, it's not expected. No one's holding you accountable to building a professional network, but you've said it now twice, the, the value of the professional network, not only in terms of learning about future opportunities, but even just learning about what's going on in other parts of the business that give you perspective on what you're doing from a bigger picture, allow you to be more strategic, allow you to think more big picture, allow you to think outside of your corner of the world right now. It's just one of the best practices you can get involved in. So I'm so glad that we we hit that topic here in this dialogue. Um, well, listen, we're, uh, we're about out of time. So uh, let me just say thank you. Your your experience is helpful to me. It's helpful to those that are listening to the to the call, uh, and I really appreciate you taking a, a few minutes out of your busy day. And I know your day is busy because we were we were finding time <laughs> to finally you know link up. So I know you're a busy boy with lots on your plate right now. But I really appreciate uh, the time here today spending with us, David. 
No, I'm I'm, ha- I'm happy to come on and I'm happy to offer you know the little bit of uh of of knowledge and a little bit of information that I have. I hopefully it helps someone. Um, but uh, yeah, I appreciate it be on and I ho- hope to be on uh, again soon. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? We're gonna meet in two weeks. You, me, Craig, <laughs> uh, and Zach. So I'll I'll uh, fire up the emails and get that thing going and get us scheduled. But uh, so until next time, David, appreciate it. Have yourself a great day. I appreciate it. You too. Have a good day.